Welcome to the hands-on approach to pain management. My name is Carola Janiak, and I am the uh, school director, owner of Hands-On Medical Massage School. And we started this school about eight years ago, and Tanya was there when we started, actually. And I used to work for Dr. Thomas. I spent nearly 10 years with Dr. Thomas, so he was my mentor in massage and hydrotherapy. My background is nursing. So I came out as a nurse, as an RN, and I planned to just take some massage classes, learn some natural healing, and then go off and work for Predikin Institute. But it didn't work out that way. I ended up staying with Dr. Thomas and loved it because we got patients from all over the world that came with all different types of problems, mostly pain-related. And it was amazing what I saw, these people getting well in just short periods of time and leaving sometimes with no pain at all or at least 80 to 90 percent of their pain gone just through massage and hydrotherapy and natural remedies and nutrition of course as well so it was really an exciting time and I'm just so fortunate that I got to spend that time with Dr. Thomas and unfortunately he did pass away but um, we wanted to do something to keep that vision going Dr. Thomas used to always say catch the vision and so I'm like, oh, we have to continue this. So that's, what, that's why we started the school. We wanted to continue it, and we wanted it to be close to Loma Linda University. So we're only like three, three and a half miles from the university. We have the medical students from there that rotate through. We do presentations on campus. We have all different type of affiliations as well as a clinic on campus. We have a medical massage clinic at the Drayson Center where we have about 10 therapists. So it's another place where our graduates can work after they graduate. So uh, anyways, that, that is Hands-On Medical Massage School and you'll learn a little bit more about us in the school. And We have a couple of our graduates here with us. But I would also like to start with Tanya who has been with us from the very beginning. We actually had instructor courses in my home before we had the building up and ready for students. So um, we're very thankful that, that Tanya was one of those first ones. So I am going to let her introduce herself. Okay, my name is Tanya Frederick, and um, after I'd given my life to God, I had no idea what to do as far as a career. I actually went to Southern um, uni University. And I never knew what major to take. And so I started really praying and pleading with God to show me what He had in mind for me. And so um, He started putting things in motion, and He showed me without any doubt that massage therapy was the way that He had, in, that he had planned for me. I also had decided that I never ever wanted to teach. My mother is a teacher and my sister is a teacher. I come from a line of teachers. And the one thing I never wanted to do was teach, but I asked God to show me where He wanted me. And He brought me right to Corolla, and I'm now teaching at the Medical Massage School. And I'm so blessed. God has better plans for us than we ever have for ourselves. I'd like to introduce you also to some of our graduates. I'm Linda Mahabi, and I'm from Jamaica. I came to the school in 2006, and it was God that led me there. I didn't even know that I was supposed to do that course with um, hands-on medical missionary school. 
but I was blessed and I learned a lot and I after that I decided to go to Jamaica and set up a little lifestyle center there and we have about three different places in Jamaica and they're all excited about the work and um, the Lord just led me here so that I could um, share with you I didn't even plan to be here this is also a miracle so we have been doing cooking classes teaching hydrotherapy teaching massage and most of the people in Jamaica are so excited about it and they are excited because natural remedies work yeah my name is Nancy Schmieder and I'm from New York State and um, I went to California to um, take hands-on medical massage. I was really into health. I really enjoyed. I would come to the health summit, and I would, t you know, take classes with the CHIP program and, and classes, um, Dr. Nedley's depression seminar. And I just wanted to just expand my health ministry that I have going back near Rochester, New York. And I thought massage would be a really nice asset to it. I guess. So I um, wanted to avoid some, uh, some uh, new age things that come with the massage. And I had actually come to a health summit a couple years ago. I'm a recent graduate. And um, I, um, are you Darlene? <laughs> Darlene, I keep looking at you and I'm like, is that Darlene? <laughs> That's me. Um, I also took a nutrition consulting uh, class from Darlene Flaney there, and that's a whole nother story. But um, anyhow, so I, um, I, I ended up going to California and taking some, some classes or massage. So um, I graduated, I really love it, and uh, I'll be using it a lot. And I plan on um, opening up a, a, a practice or whatever they're called back in New York, but I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still working on things, so um, that's my story. I do, I do. We're going to do a little breathing. I have a little information about breathing. You have a handout there that we passed out to you. And breathing is so important, so important with um, um, health and uh, relieving different symptoms, especially if, if you're suffering from pain. Learning proper breathing will help reduce pain. Uh, they've done a lot of studies with breathing, different breathing exercises, and it, um, it's very uh, medically beneficial. There's a lot of benefits to it. Pain management reduces blood pressure, um, help you with stress, it's a great anti-stress um, technique to use. Um, on the handout, it says to test to see if you are breathing properly, that you place one hand on your chest. You can all try this. We'll all try this. You can try one hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach near your, your navel and just breathe, breathe um, regularly. And if you see that your chest is rising more than your abdomen or your stomach, then you're probably not breathing correctly. You want to make sure that you're breathing deep. You want to get into your, you want it, you want your um, breaths to get into your lower lungs, and that will um, take breathing and using your diaphragm. 
So as you're doing that, we are going to um, take a deep breath and breathe in on the count of four. And then we're going to hold it a count of seven. And then we'll exhale count of eight. And we'll do that three sets, four all together. We'll practice one time. So we're going to breathe in slowly, count of four. I'll count one, two, three, four. Hold two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now exhale on the count of eight. Do it very slow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And try to use your abdomen. We're going to do it again. If you're feeling like you cannot hold your breath for those seven seconds, don't worry about it. Just do what you can, because sometimes it takes working up to be able to do this. So let's try it one more time, or we'll try it three more times. Ready? One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, one more time, or I'll do it one more time. Ready? One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then exhale slowly. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's a little breathing exercise you can do twice a day. And work your way up, you know. You can do that more often if you would like, and that just gives you a little, you know, to get your stress level down a little bit and to help you to uh, focus. All right. Now, this is just like a class at school because somebody just gave me the roll call. <laughs> so we're going to pass this around, and what they're asking is if you can put your initials on there next to your name. And I'll just let you start that and pass it around. Because in order for you to get any CEs, you have to show up every day, all right? Which is only five days. It's not 180 days like going to school, OK? So five days, if you can show up for that, that'll be great. And then you get your certificate at the end. And then make sure you study, because we're going to have a nice test at the No, I'm just kidding. No, no test. You can relax. <laughs> This is a massage class. We want you to relax, and we want to do as much hands-on as possible with you. I know we don't have a room full of tables like we do at school, but we will, we will work it out, and we've thought of ways to do it so that you can all get some hands-on, learn some real body parts, because you're going to be learning some anatomy and physiology and all those exciting things. We're going to learn more about our bodies. So let's begin with prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love and your opportunity to be medical missionaries for you. And Father, we pray as this class goes on that we will learn what you want us to learn and that you will open up our minds so that we will remember them so that we can help others. So Father, please give us healing hands for you so that we can touch others' lives. In your name we pray, amen. All right. This is a, a picture of our school when you first go up. We're actually expanded. We're, we're putting in a new classroom because we're running out of space, which is it's a blessing, but it's also it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Um, we have about 40-some students right now, and we offer up to an associate degree in medical massage. 
So it's over, it's like 1,100 and some hours, 1,155 hours. And we also offer a certificate program, which is the first two semesters of the four semesters in the AS degree. But it's not a medical massage degree, it's a basic professional therapy degree. So if you know anybody that would like some training, we're um, very serious about what we do. We are very medical ministry oriented. We start every day with prayer and a little worship with the students. And a lot of our students are not Adventist. And that is a really neat thing because we get to share with them all of our health message. We teach psychology. So we get to share Neil Nedley's depression things. We teach nutrition class. So we share a lot of the chip and things like that with the students. And then we have all of our others. We have spiritual care class. We get to teach them right out of Ministry of Healing which is awesome, and you should see these people that say, this G in Ella G. White must stand for grace. This is the most beautiful stuff I've ever heard. You know, we hear this from our students, and it changes lives, because some of them can tell you exactly what chapter they were studying, say, this chapter in this book just touched my heart and it changed my life. So we have more and more students now asking for classes on Bible stories. They want to learn more about the Bible because some of them don't even know anything about any of our simple Bible stories or even the, the story of Jesus. So it's a really unique opportunity that we have. And we also love it when we have Adventists that come because they sometimes will even have Bible studies with the other students in class, like in their homes and things like that. So, but we do train for medical missionary work and that's what we do. Because, like I said, we want to carry on our health message. And, of course, we know that we're in the end days, right? So we want to carry on. And we want to follow Jesus' example, right? This is on the back of our, ever since we started, is on the back of our catalog. Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. And I believe it's on your manual as well. Did you see this quote on your manual, your, your basic... Not our manual, but the one for the, the health summit. I know I saw that somewhere, and I loved it. It's like, yes. It says, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. How did Jesus do it? The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. Right? He mingled with them, desiring their good. Then he showed his sympathy for them. He ministered to their needs and won their confidence. Then he bid them follow me. Right? Do you see how those steps progress? You know, a lot of times we want to just hammer it in there. You know, you need to do this and you need to do that. But you know, Jesus mingled among men. He saw where they were at. And he took them from there, won their confidence, and then he bid them follow me. And I'll tell you what, touch and massage is a very, very powerful tool to reaching people's hearts. The hearts can be reached through massage, and that's why I love massage. I remember when I was in nursing, I loved my nursing job. I did home care. I was a diabetic educator. Um, I worked with cardiac patients. I get all the brand-new heart attacks and, and um, CHF congestive heart failure patients. So I did a lot of education, and I loved what I was doing. And then I heard about this place called Weimar. How many of you have heard of Weimar Institute? And I heard they had a lot of rules, so it was kind of scary to me. 
but I heard also that they were doing natural things and getting people better in just two and a half weeks. Getting them down off of their insulin, some of them, or at least decreasing their insulin, and not needing cardiac surgery. And I was like, well, that, you know, I don't know if I really believe that. So my job let me take a whole year off and go out there and see for myself. And I felt like God was calling me in that direction. At first, I was like, no, God, I really don't want to go. I'm pretty happy where I'm at, you know. But it just kept on my mind and on my mind. Finally, I said, okay, Lord, you make a way, and I will go. And I was even going to resign when I first, you know, decided to do it. And they ripped up my resignation. No, no, we're going to give you a leave of absence. We'll pay for your insurance while you're gone. Just come back and work for us, and you can work it off. So I was like... Okay, so anyway, I got in the car and just packed up my car and drove out. And Dr. Thomas, he was, oh, well, that was at Weimar at the time, actually. And I saw things, people who were looking like they were at the brink of death. And within days, just starting to change, you know. And I remember in our staff meetings, we would pray for these people. And I mean, there were some really seriously ill people. And we prayed, and all the staff prayed, and it was so exciting to see the changes through these natural remedies. And then that's where I got to learn my basics in massage and hydrotherapy. And um, after that, I went back to nursing for a couple years, and it was like, you know what? I know something better, but how can I, as a professional, do this and still make a decent living? Because I was like, oh, I'm a nurse. I make pretty good money, you know, and I and I like what I do. So um, I took a vacation to Florida and I said, you know, Lord, you're going to have to show me. I don't know what to do. So during this vacation, I was just going to pray and ask God for guidance. And I ran into a guy that worked with Dr. Thomas. His name is Roger Blood. I don't know if any of you know him, but he's a therapist. And he said, you know what? You need to go to Dr. Thomas's. And I was like, really? I'd never even heard of the place you know, or, or had heard of him. But in my heart, it was like, oh, I got all excited. I was like, this is it. This is where I need to go. And so as soon as I got home, I applied. And he said, come on, sister. <laughs> so I went out there and never regretted it for a moment. So just to learn and to. So if you want to do medical ministry and you feel like you're kind of trapped in a certain profession, I, I spoke to somebody who's a lawyer back in Pennsylvania. And she says, Corolla, I really want to do medical ministry. I want to come out. I want to train my husband, and I want to do this. I want to leave law and do medical ministry. And it's like God is going to open up a way, you know. So if you feel trapped, just pray because this is God's ministry, and especially for the end time. And, and I'd love to hear um, President Wilson talk about that, you know, the, the, the quotes that he gave, just beautiful. And two, during his ministry, Jesus devoted more time to healing the sick than to preaching. And there's such a joy in that. We cannot change the disease conditions of the body, right? We don't do it. No, no matter if you're doing massage, hydrotherapy, we don't make the change, right? But it is our part as medical missionaries, as workers together with God, to use the means that he has provided. Then we should pray that God will bless these agencies. I mean, we see miracles because we may not know exactly how to do something perfectly, but God will bless it anyway, as long as our heart is in it and we pray 
for his extra blessing. And who should be involved, right? We have come to the time, and this was written, what, over 100 years ago, right? When every member of the church should take hold of the medical missionary work. Every member of the church should take hold of the missionary work. So we're going to go over a little bit of the history of medical massage. Right? You guys have probably heard of Battle Creek Sanitarium. How many of you have been there? Have you seen the actual sanitarium? It's huge. It's bigger than Loma Linda, or at least it appeared that way because it has all these corridors running to it. I was amazed because we needed to go out there one time for a, um, a financial aid meeting, and it was close to Battle Creek. So I took someone with me, and she, was, she wasn't even Adventist, and she was so thrilled to see the history of our medical work there at the Battle Creek. But then after Battle Creek, it went to Loma Linda, right, the School of Evangelism. And you know, physicians and, and nurses were all learning hydrotherapy and massage therapy. And I, and I remember, I, I go down the library every now. If I don't believe something, I have to go search it out for myself. So I went and I, I found some of the old curriculums back in like 1905, where both physicians and nurses did have classes in massage and hydrotherapy, because they're the ones who had to prescribe it, the physicians. So, um, and here it says too, massage training was established by physicians. All right, and uh, right now there's a physician, Dr. Tiffany Field. She's out of uh, Touch Institutes of Miami School of Medicine here in Florida. And a lot of our research comes out of this Miami School of Medicine because she is so gung-ho with the results that she's seen in children using medical massage. And now, not only do we have magazines in massage therapy, we have actual journals, peer-reviewed journals, which really brings up the credibility of massage because massage is becoming more and more credible. And these are just a few of the classes that we teach. And we're going to be teaching you little basic parts of some of these because we want it to be very practical for you. But we teach Swedish, deep tissue, sports, hydrotherapy, lymph, pain management, neuromuscular, myofascial, hospital-based, and that's probably not all of them. I'm probably missing one or two. And then we have science courses. They have to learn about the body, and we want our students to be able to critically think about what's going on in their body. So they need to learn a lot of anatomy, physiology, path, nutrition, kinesiology, psychology, communications, business, spiritual care, and pain management. So they learn a lot of these things. So in the mornings, they usually have their theory classes, and then in the afternoon, they apply these things to the body. They do the hands-on. So let's take a look at our amazing bodies. It says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Right? Marvelous are your works. I, I, I love this ever since I was young. I used to love that quote. So let's take a look at some of the different systems in the body. Massage affects every system in the body, right? Muscular and joint systems helps to relax, keeps muscles flexible, relieves soreness, tension, spasms, all of that simply through touch. The skeletal system, 
This is a big one here, improving the body alignment. We're going to talk a lot about posture, how important posture is in having the body in alignment. Relieving stiff joints, reducing pain, and increased range of motion, especially in the joints. We don't believe that anybody should be in pain. We don't like pain, right? We don't want anybody to be in pain. The lymph system, this is what? What part of our body is our lymph system? It's like our sewer system, right, of the body. It gets rid of all of our toxins and, and helps to get them out of the body. Lymph and jumping and exercise are two ways, are the main two ways to move lymph. So if you're not exercising, you should at least be getting massage. <laughs> so, but massage and lymph are two ways to move, uh, massage and, and exercise are two ways to move the lymph. And then even the skin, it stimulates the blood supply to the skin and it even tones the skin. So when you want nicely toned skin, massage can help to do that. And then of course the nervous system, right? Don't we need this? One of the first benefits, we have a student clinic at the school. It's a low cost clinic. We charge $35 to the public. And they can come in sometimes two to three days a week. Uh, we have quite a few people, probably 13, 20 some, 20 to 30 some at a time that, that will come in maybe in a morning or an evening to get treatments. And it's the students that work on them. So that way we can give low cost treatments to the public. And one of the best or one of the first benefits that they say is this was the first time I've been able to sleep through the night. This is my first massage and now it's the first time I can actually sleep through the night. So massage is very, very beneficial to help people sleep. Because when you talk about things like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, a lot of them don't sleep at night. And so they don't know, is it because they're not sleeping that their muscles and their bodies get all messed up or is it the other way around? So it's always what comes first, the egg or the, the chicken kind of thing. So, but we know that it helps to enhance sleep. It relieves pain, lowers blood pressure and anxiety levels. And did you know this? Some of the main neuroendocrine chemicals that are affected by massage, dopamine increases your levels of dopamine. Serotonin, do we hear that a lot, right? So many people are on, on medications for um, people who have too low a serotonin levels. Endorphins, oxytocin. Does somebody know what oxytocin is? It's a bonding hormone. And it's usually when um, women have babies, it helps them to lactate and to also bond with the baby. So when you're giving a massage, you're actually helping to release this oxytocin. That's why massage is such a bonding thing. That's why when, how many of you have gone for massage therapy? Many of you probably feel pretty close to your therapist, don't you? See, and this is part of it too. And that's why when we do male-female, we still do male-female, but we're very careful because we keep these things in mind. But it's also, yeah, oxytocin, very bonding, decreases cortisol levels. Cortisol is that thing that when you're under stress for long periods of time, you collect cortisol. When you collect a lot of cortisol, you collect a lot of fat in your belly area too. That's kind of one of the signs. 
So, and also the growth hormone, which even as adults, we still need that for other parts of our body's function. Circulatory system, did you know that by a massage, you can actually increase your red blood cell count and your white blood cell count? You can, studies show it. It definitely increases your circulation. Do you know, if you were to just to go get a simple Swedish massage, you know, with the oil, the nice relaxing massage, how many miles of running to your circulation do you think that's worth? Because it really speeds up your blood flow, just like running how many miles? More. He said one. 25, well, not quite that high. <laughs> that's, a, that's almost a marathon, not quite, <laughs> but, but good guess. It's seven. It's usually equivalent to running about seven miles. So increases, really increases that circulation. And it decreases your blood pressure. I remember even going to somebody's home, a nurse's home, and she had me work on her mother, and she took the blood pressure before, and then I worked on her because I'd shown her some studies, actual studies, that it did decrease blood pressure. Then I worked on her and she took the blood pressure. And sure enough, you know, it was significantly reduced after the massage. How long so, the massage you know, probably close to 50 minutes. You know, a regular Swedish massage is about 50 minutes. Yeah, but you can do a lot in even shorter periods of time. You know, the thing is, even with the red blood cells or the white blood cells, if you read in Dr. Kellogg's book, The Art of Massage, he has an excellent book on that. The Art of Massage, and I think it's like chapter two that has the benefits of massage. And usually, like, like the blood pressure or the white blood cell, red blood cell count, will go up and then come back down within hours. But each time you get a massage, it stays up a little longer and a little longer and the blood pressure stays down a little longer? Cumulatively, yes. Yes, that's why massage is to be part of a wellness program. So the more you get massage, the more cumulative benefits that you have. We have people in our student clinic that are diabetics, and they're like, I'm getting feeling back in my feet. You know, they're thrilled, and they're like, I can hop out of bed now. You know, a lot of our senior, senior clients, they're like, I can get out of bed now easy in the morning. I can hop up, have more energy. There's just so much that people don't realize the benefits that there are in massage. Digestive system. How many people have problems with their digestive system? Lots and lots. And uh, we won't go into the whole um, thing with the anxiety, but even that, just to calm down the nervous system will all actually calm down the digestive system. Because when we're tense, our whole digestive system gets tense, right? You don't feel like eating, or you'll eat, and you get bloated afterwards. Your food's not digesting properly. So massage can actually help to relax these abdominal organs. We can even, for people who are often constipated, we do gentle massage all around their colon, following the way peristalsis goes to help with that. And did you know that if you have any problems with constipation, you can do this to yourself. Just gently doing circles right around, following your colon, right down here, and drinking two glasses of hot water as soon as you get out of bed in the morning. 
And I know there are a lot of young people that have problems with constipation. I remember my friends and I'm like, well, you're only like in your 30s or your 40s and you're having these problems. So as soon as you get out of bed in the morning, two glasses of hot water. No tea, no lemon, nothing else in it. Straight hot water, not scalding. Don't burn yourself. But nice hot water to get that all going and then eat about a half an hour later. Don't eat before that. So and give your, your body time and usually after doing that for a few days to a week, things start progressing well again. Because <laughs> we need to get rid of those toxins. All right, and it will also tone intestinal muscles. In elderly people who have problems, just by massaging them, you can tone those muscles. And we also do visceral massage, where we've learned how to work around gallbladders, even a hot gallbladder, to help reduce the pain and things like that. But those are more advanced techniques, but there's just so much to learn in the, the area of massage. And here's just a few recent documented findings. Um, on preterm infants, right, three 15-minute sessions for five to 10 days. Studies from several labs have documented 31 to 47% increase in weight gain. And in preterms, that, that's a preterm infants, that's a big deal, you know, for them to quickly gain weight. Carpal tunnel syndrome, and we're going to talk more about that. And you guys will get to work on each other and see really where carpal tunnel is coming from and how to relieve it. It's actually quite simple. And, um, and they've shown that just daily self-massage for four weeks decreased perceived pain, increased grip strength, decreased anxiety, and decreased depressed mood. And these are all out of uh, credible journals here. And then this is Kayla. She was a, a student of ours when we were still up in Ukaipa. And she had come to us as a patient we were seeing patients from Kaiser. One of my friends who was doing a residency referred a lot of her patients to us. So we had to hire extra therapists just to take care of all these Kaiser patients that we were getting that were injured on the job. Well, she had carpal tunnel on both her arms, and she was off work for at least quite a few months, if not a year. And she's just a young gal and really wanted to get her life back. So. She went through therapy probably at that time they were only giving insurance was only paying maybe six to eight treatments. So after about six to eight treatments, she had such significant um, results. She decided, hey, I want to become a massage therapist. So here she has carpal tunnel. And within probably a, a couple months, it was pretty well under control. Um, it wasn't, short, it wasn't too long after that that she started classes. She just hopped right into our next class, became a massage therapist, and she got hired at a very, very busy uh, spa and doing at least five to seven patients every day, or clients every day. And I checked with her about two years later, and she said, you know what, my carpal tunnel never came back again because she learned how to take care of it. She learned how to prevent it from coming back again and using good body mechanics keeps her from having any more problems with it. And um, as far as cognition and learning, four month old infants were given eight minutes of massage, play or no stimulation. And they showed that with the massage they had increased cognitive performance. They could yet even think better. Even when we do chair massage, they did studies with these accountants. They went in and they massaged them for about 10 minutes. 
and they tested them before, their calculations and their timing on how many calculations they could do. After just a 10-15 minute massage, they did it again. They tested them again and found out that they could do twice as many calculations with half the errors. And that's in one of our, our massage books, our beginner massage books actually, of just one of the studies that were done. So if you want your brain to work better, massage is a wonderful way to do that. ADHD. How many of you know any kids or somebody who has ADHD? This works incredibly. We had a young boy one time come to our clinic. The father couldn't make it for the clinic. So they said, you know what, can, can my son come in my stead? And the mom was there. And as long as the, the parents in the room will massage a minor. And so we gave him just a Swedish massage. One of our, our um, students gave just a nice Swedish massage to this young eight-year-old boy with ADD, ADHD. He had some type of a sleep disorder. He had a whole bunch of diagnosis that the doctors had given him, and they wanted to put him on medication. But the mom said, no way, I'm not putting him on medication. So the day after his massage, he goes to school, and the teacher calls the mom up after class and says, what new medication do you have your boy on? I can't believe the difference in his behavior. And when he came home, the mother could even see a difference in him. So he started coming, getting massages at a reg on a regular basis. And I saw him the other day. He's not a little boy anymore. <laughs> He's quite tall and calm and just, you know, doing wonderfully. And even one time he had gotten sick, and the mother had said, we need to take you to the emergency room. Your fever's way too high. We need to take care of you. And the boy said, no, Mom, no. Let's do a natural remedy. Remember, like, the massage work? And we had talked to them about doing wraps. So people who are over-anxious and anxiety attacks and things, we, we like to wrap them. <laughs> and especially for high fevers, the first 15 to 20 minutes of the wrap actually will help to reduce the fever. So they did that. And, and within no time, his fever was already down. And he says, see, Mom, these natural remedies really work. <laughs> so it took an 8-year-old, because the mother told me that story, Migraine headaches. A lot of work is lost due to migraine headaches. Migraine headaches are not a very pleasant thing. But with just getting regular massage, even 30-minute massages twice a week for five weeks, less pain, fewer sleep disturbances, less analgesics taken, and increased serotonin levels. So even migraine headaches can be um, relieved. We used to get clients at Dr. Thomas's clinic and they would come in with neck pain or be in a car accident or something and we would really work them well, work their neck and all of that. And after a few weeks they'd be like, you know what, I don't get migraines anymore. And we didn't even try working on migraines or anything. It was just one of those fringe benefits that seemed to come with it. You know, and they'd often say, no more migraines, we're so happy. Even osteoarthritis, they did clinical studies. After eight weeks, improved mobility, less pain, and improved range of motion. Archives of Internal Medicine. And that was from Yale. And this is also a gal, I don't know how many of you, you know Laverta Page. Have you heard of Laverta Page? She was actually on the Weimar board for a while. And um, she had gotten quite ill. She's a businesswoman. She's in a lot of real estate and things. Always a go-getter. Well, they put her, because of her blood pressure being high, and she had some funny 
um, pains and nerve tingling going up and down her spine. And so she goes to the doctor and is like, oh, no problem. And they checked her. She had high blood pressure. You know, here, take this medication. Then she had a bad reaction to the medication and started having seizure activity. So every time she'd see a doctor, she tended to get worse. And so finally, here she was in bed, no energy, having these, um, not, I don't think she bounced around having these seizures, but when they hooked her up, they could see active seizure activity going on. And her daughter didn't know what to do, and finally she called Corolla, help us. What can we do? What natural remedies? So we sent out one of our students who's, who's also a nurse. We have quite a few nurses that come through our, our courses. And we sent her to the home, and she just started doing, we said we would start out with a wet sheet pack, just for maybe an hour. Wrap in the sheet pack, and then do maybe just five minutes of lymph massage. Even after just five minutes of lymph massage in the wrap, every time she would have like maybe an ulcer coming out of her lip or something like that, and she drank these tea, she had all these detox things happening to her. But she started gaining her strength, and within months, she was out of bed and back to work, and I, I'd seen her somewhere. She goes, Corolla, I can't believe it. I'm doing so well. You know, and it was just the, um, the wraps and the, the lymph massage. And she continued to do that, and she changed her body shape. She said all through her life, her body shape was she had to wear small tops, but she always had to buy these big pants for the bottom of her body because she had that shape. And she hated it even as a kid. And no matter how much weight she would lose, she would never change her shape. So with the lymph massage, continuing. She did it for about a year or two, every week or every other week, something like that. She actually changed her body shape. And she went back to her doctor and said, you know what, look at this. I, I can wear a size four dress now, straight down. She's just so happy. I mean, that, that's one of her biggest benefits <laughs> that, that she talks about, is that she can look better and feel better. And she exercises now. And she's like, I can keep up with all the grandkids. And so she's, she's really excited about it. But it started out just with simple, natural remedies. Fibromyalgia, how many of you know somebody with fibromyalgia? That's kind of rampant nowadays, right? Adults with fibromyalgia randomly assigned to massage. OK, they receive 30 minutes twice a week for five weeks with significant results, sleeping better, um, activity levels increased, less pain. Breast cancer. This is a big thing now, cancer and massage. They're finding that massage actually helps to, to increase these natural killer cells. These big natural killer cells actually that go around and take care of the cancer that we have every day, we, we, we tend to pick up cancer. But these natural killer cells take care of it in our white blood cells. So they found that with massage, you actually increase natural killer cells. And I found quite a few articles on that. It also increases your vigor, your natural yeah, killer cells, and your lymphocytes. When we first started our school, there was a gal that worked at the School of Medicine at Loma Linda University. She had been a, well, she's a breast cancer survivor. And she said when she went to her oncologist there at Loma Linda University, they said, 
there's one thing that you that you can do that will help you more than anything else and she's thinking oh boy how expensive is this going to be and he went on and on saying this is going to benefit you do it at least you know every other week and you're going to have wonderful benefits and she's like what is it what is it so he says get massage get massage while you're going through the chemotherapy while you're going through the treatments get massage because this will help you more than anything and she did and so when we opened up she was a real advocate for us and, and told the school of medicine look you need to get our students over there for their integrated medicine rotating through massage they need to learn about massage so we have probably hundred and fifty medical students well I know we do because she gives us all the statistics at the end of every year but we have about hundred and fifty medical students that rotate through our program every year so we get to teach them a little bit about what medical massage is, pain management, those kind of things. So, and it's great for our students because they actually get to help kind of teach these fourth year physicians. And, uh, and they also come and get massages and things like that as well. So uh, lower back pain, this is a more recent article. We'll go over that later when we do the lower back pain. But this just came out in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Relaxation, structural massage, and the usual treatments of NSAIDs, right, anti-inflammatory meds, muscle relaxants, and physical therapy. That was one group, and then they had two groups of massage therapy. And there was a significant difference in the massage therapy groups, both whether they were getting gentle massage or whether they were getting the more structural type of massage. Researchers measured at 10 weeks, six months, and a year later they found that the patients in both massage groups fared significantly better than those receiving the usual care. So this was a big eye-opener, and I remember at Loma Linda, a lot of my friends that were doctors were like, hey, did, did you see this article? Because they, they keep up with it, and they were reading these articles. So it was really exciting to see. So for those that you are tired, we're almost done here with this portion, and then we're going to get you up a little bit. 90% of Americans feel massage is good for their health. You know, and we're glad to see that now. 93 agree that massage can be effective for pain relief. And that's what we're going to be dealing with here is pain relief. 46 had massage to relieve pain. And 57% said their health care provider strongly recommended massage. So more and more physicians and other health care providers, PAs, nurses, nurse practitioners are learning that, hey, there is a benefit for their clients to get massage. So be healthy, get a massage. <laughs> so, let's have everybody get up for just a moment, because I know it's right after lunch. It's a tough time. And we're just giving you introductions today. We're going to try to get lots of hands on. Okay, we'll get started here in just a second. And don't worry, this is really short. It's just what you need to know before you start learning massage techniques. We just want to make sure that you know what's safe and what's not safe, so it won't take a lot of time. And um, we talked, Corolla talked a lot about the benefits of massage. I just want you guys to know that just a gentle, just walking gives you a lot of the same benefits that massage does. So if you can't have a massage every day, Every one of us could take just a gentle walk. Just keep moving, get that circulation moving. So starting out, um, just want to go over once again the massage considerations, what we 
don't want to do, when you don't want to massage. So if someone has a flu or a fever, this is a big contraindication, or it means when we don't want to do massage, um, just know that their body's already overwhelmed with what it's with the, with the illness, and massage is just not a good idea at that time. Um, inflammation. Any inflammation is a contraindication for massage. So the, the four signs of inflammation, redness, heat, swelling, and pain, these are the signs that we don't want to massage. And it's pretty much common sense. For example, if someone sprained an ankle, they probably would not want you to massage that area. So it's a very common sense thing. Um, another just dangerous condition is if anyone has a blood clot risk, we do not want to massage someone who has a risk of that. Often blood clots are asymptomatic. It means that they will not have any symptoms. So if someone knows that they're under risk, they have a blood, blood clotting risk, um, we just do not want to massage them until their doctor releases them for that. Also varicose veins. Be very, very careful with varicose veins. Um, we don't want to put any deep pressure on those varicose veins because we could cause damage. So only feather light pressure over varicose veins. Um, no, we just don't want to cause any damage on the varicose veins. With the varicose veins, the little valves have become um, damaged and the blood pools and that's what causes them to bulge out like that and we just don't want to put any pressure on those valves. Any skin condition, and this is common sense, if someone has a break in the skin, if they have a sunburn, um, any kind of a rash, we, don't, we want to avoid that area. They can still get a massage, but just not on that problem area. And any undiagnosed acute in injury is a contraindication. Just any um, really sharp pain that they, we don't know what is causing it, it really is best that we find out what we're dealing with before we try to massage the area. Okay, and then there's one other thing we need to cover. These are just endangerment sites in the body. These are areas where there might be pain and harm caused. <laughs> so we have the carotid artery running down the front of the neck and basically we just want to avoid the anterior triangle of the neck and you can see in the picture exactly where that is. Um, just avoid that area. Um, putting pressure on the carotid artery, it can actually cause the heart rate to slow down and that can be dangerous in some people, for, for some people. Whoops. Also, the popliteal area, which is basically just the area right behind the knee. And if you look at the picture, you can see that the muscles kind of open up right behind the knee, and there are a lot of nerves and vessels there. And so they're just not protected by muscle. And if we poke right into that area, we also have lymph nodes there. It can just be painful, uncomfortable. We, it, it could be dangerous to press deeply <coughs> into these areas. We can lightly touch over it. We just don't want to put pointed pressure there. And the same thing for the armpit. You have a lot of nerves and vessels traveling right in the armpit area and you don't have muscles protecting that area. So we don't want to p 
poke right into the armpit. And tomorrow, when we start getting into the more therapeutic techniques, we are going to um, use the armpit as a place to get to certain muscles, but we're not going to poke right into the armpit. We're going to be very careful what direction we go when we enter at the armpit. So just in general, whenever you go to massage someone, you should never cause any pain. And a lot of people have come to me and they've gone for massages and it was so painful that they don't ever want to go back for a massage again. Um, I actually have one person told me that they kept telling the therapist that it was painful and they didn't they wanted the therapist to stop and finally they tried to crawl off the table to get away. And the therapist grabbed them by the ankles and yanked them back on the table. So um, if someone does that to you, we call that a massage terrorist. That is not a massage therapist. So it should never ever be painful and we have to be very careful because when a muscle is tight, it will be very tender and sensitive. So we always start very gently and if they can handle that pressure, then we go a little bit deeper. But we never just grab someone with a lot of pressure. Always start gently. And we have to remember that pain is actually our body's way of communicating with us. Our body cannot tell us what's wrong, but the body can tell us that something is ha it can let us know when it's being damaged. And so if it's painful, we could actually be damaging tissue and we could be causing harm instead of helping somebody. So nothing should ever feel painful or uncomfortable. That is about that if we work with within these parameters, we know that we're not going to cause any harm. We can only help, we're not going to harm them. So if you're not sure if massage is safe, just have them check with their medical doctor and get a release. Because there are a lot of different conditions out there. If you have any doubt whether the massage is safe or not, just have them get a doctor's release. Um, one other issue, it's very, very important to make sure your hands are washed before you work on somebody. This is for their protection. So make sure you wash your hands thoroughly. And when you get finished, make sure you wash your hands thoroughly as well. We often don't, you know, even if someone's a clean, wonderful friend, great person, as we work on each other, the dead skin cells, you won't believe how many dead skin cells we have that are sloughing off constantly. And if we use massage and oils and lotions, we actually get covered in someone else's dead skin cells. And um, we just want to get all of that stuff clean and off of us when we get done working on each other. So. Um, Really, the, the biggest way to protect yourself and the people that you work on is to thoroughly wash your hands before and after. Make sure you don't have any cuts or any broken skin as well. So we also want to make sure we clip and file our nails. It's best if you massage someone, if you have your nails completely short, it's best if you can't see the nails um, if you look at your hand. Uh, something else is, as Nancy was sharing with us, how important breath is. Breath, taking deep breaths, it relaxes the entire body. It gets oxygen to the whole system. And um, just having your client take some deep breaths goes a long way in getting them to relax in the massage. And sometimes we need to take a few deep breaths so that we can be relaxed when you work on people as well. And then the most important thing, 
is to always remember to pray before working on somebody. Um, I, I always used to pray for someone quietly. When I went to a different school and I learned massage, and I always used to pray for my clients while I worked on them. But something I learned from Corolla is praying with your client before you start the massage. And I found that the benefits increase a hundred times when I do that often, no matter how much training that I've taken or how experienced I am. Um, the comments I get back from clients that people remember is they love when I pray with them. Um, often I think they like that more than the massage. <laughs> and you never know what people are going through. Sometimes people are under so much stress, they have burdens on their soul that you don't even realize they have. And we always do it respectfully. Um, we have it on our intake form so that if they're not comfortable, they can just um, indicate that so that we never ever want to pressure someone with prayer. Um, but so many times, that is the most important part of the treatment. Okay, so um, we're going to go ahead and do a little chair massage and Corolla's going to join, join me up here. She's going to do a little demonstration. All right, good. And we usually always wipe off the area with these uh, Clorox wipes because it gets rid of 99%, 99.9% of viruses and all those, and staff as well. So we're very, very particular about cleanliness. We've gone to places, I remember even going and getting a chair massage out in Vegas. A friend of mine took me and said, oh, you got to go to this guy. He's really, really good. So she got a massage and afterwards, he had me get in the chair, never even changed this face thing. It was like a cloth face thing. And I'm like, um, aren't you going to like clean the, clean the chair? <laughs> so cleanliness is a huge thing for us. And also it helps to take off watches or anything that can bump into people. I can. Thank you, Tanya. It's okay. It's tough. All right. And again, we wash our hands. We, and we have lots of um, little hand sanitizers that we take with us and, and wash and things like that. So when we begin, and of course, shorter nails, right? And, and I know somebody sitting beside me says, I think my nails might be a little bit too long, <laughs> right? You want short nails because sometimes you're using the tips of your fingers and you don't want to be putting little nail prints on your client, all right? Everything is do no harm. So we start out very gently. Even just placing your hand on somebody like this can make a big difference. They can already just go like, ah. You know, and, and what is your name? Susan. Susan. So we want to take a nice deep breath, Susan, and just relax. And of course, for this, I want to make sure her back is straight and that she's comfortable. Are you comfortable, relaxed? And then I'm just going to nicely start out just with what we call petrissage. We don't do a lot of rubbing when we're not using oils, so we just take the skin and move the skin, right, over the other body parts. And I'll just do like what I call a catwalk. And I lean with my body, so I don't work hard. I use my whole body. Actually, when you're a therapist, you, you end up with strong legs, because a lot of it comes from the legs. And then I just kind of catwalk. Have you ever had a cat walk like on your belly or on you? How they're going like this? So that's what you're doing. You're making contact with your whole hand and then kind of squeezing your fingers together. So it's just a nice way to cover the back. Do a little petrissage. Try to save your thumbs because if you use your thumbs all the time, they're going to wear out. 
and you're not going to do massage. So use this. This is called your thinner eminence. Feel the pad of your thumb there. You can use that without using your thumbs. So I'll just, even when I'm in the middle of the back here, I can use my thinner eminence to cover these areas. Then what's nice is to go right over this scapula, right, our wing bone, right? There's a muscle that sits right on there called your infraspinatus. A lot of people have tension in there, so I just take the heel of my hand, and you can do little circles there. And how's this pressure, Susan? And one thing that usually before I start a, ch a chair massage, I say a very simple little prayer with my client. And I always try to get their name first, which I know this is Susan. And I'll say, Susan, can I have just a little prayer with you? We always ask for permission. And uh, most of the time they say yes. And I'll, I'll just say a, one little sentence. Lord, please give me healing hands for Susan. You know, as simple as that. A lot of people have pain right on their shoulders here. And so these are actually our upper traps. And below that's our supraspinatus muscle. So I'm just going to take this part of my fingers, kind of the flats of my fingers, and just do gentle little circles up here, right on the top. And this is all a part of petrosage. And I can really feel she has some stuff going on here. Because when you're working, you want to feel what side feels kind of firmer, you know, or you feel a little knot, or a long strand. And sometimes it can be just connective tissue that's tight, a muscle that's tight all along, and uh, anything that's accumulated in there, or a trigger point. And we're going to talk later about that and teach you actually how to release a trigger point. And we'll go a little bit more here. We can do a thing called a fist twist. And in your book, you have a little routine. It should be the next page. And it'll say lower back routine. And you see, I just lean and twist. I just do a quarter turn on my fist. I just lean in and twist. You see it in there? And then you can just do that. Now, again, am I working hard? Because so many husbands and wives are like, I try to give my husband a massage. But in two minutes, my thumbs are sore, my hands are sore. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> and then we can, well, there's one that we, I think it's one of your second or third ones, where it talks about putting your hand on the opposite side of the spine, if you're able to do that, and then just kind of pushing it away from the spine. We're working right along these erectors. There's three muscles on each side of the spine that can be very tight. So we just go like this. And then we do the opposite side as well, which your partner's going to have to do that, since we're just doing demonstration here. Then to work on the neck, what I can do is I want to make sure that her neck is nicely visible. If she's in the chair like this or sitting like this, you're not going to be able to get to their neck, right? So you want to make sure that their head is forward enough that you have free range of the neck. So even for her, I'll bring this forward just a little bit more. Bring it down just a little. So I have a little more free rein here in the neck. And then I'm just taking my fingers and I'm taking the skin and moving the skin. See that? 
You're moving the skin, you're not rubbing across it. We don't want to give any Indian burns, right? We just want to nice and gently. Am I using a lot of pressure? No. Do I need to use a lot of pressure? No. No, we're dealing with her neck here, so we want to be nice and gentle. And always good to have both your hands on the client, even if it's only one hand that's working, right? We don't want them to wonder where that other hand is or <laughs> what's coming next. So we just nice and gently, and I'm just kind of scooping up like this, and I work my way up right to what we call the occipital ridge. If you feel along your skull here, feel the ridge. Everybody feel your little ridge at the edge of your skull here. That's a great place to work if you have headaches. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to go around, stand in front of the table or in front of the chair, and I'm going to place just the pads of my fingers right along that ridge. And then I can pull back a little bit and do a tiny little circle. And then I'll move up. And how, how's this feel, Susan? Great. Wake me up when you're done. <laughs> Wake you up. Okay. <laughs> now, usually 10 to 15 minutes on a chair can actually help to arouse a person's cognition. It, it makes you more alert. If you go beyond the 15 minutes, the sympathetic nervous system takes over, and you go more into a sedative state. <laughs> So if you want to give a massage to someone just to perk them up, make it short. If you want to really calm them down, give them a longer massage. And do you notice how I'm just slowly moving out to the side? And if you notice the ear here, we'd never want to go behind the ear. Another contraindication. If you feel here, it can be very tender. We don't go there. But you see here where, where it kind of goes up and like that? We just stay right here before the 90 degree angle. All right, we only go that far so that we're not gonna damage any of the nerves in there. And then you can work your way back in, especially if they're a little tight there, but be gentle. Some can be very, very tender there, especially if they have frequent headaches. And again, do you see how I'm just leaning back a little bit? And then from there, we go into, is it okay if I work on your scalp here a little bit? This. This is usually a wonderful thing, just to get your scalp massaged. And all I'm doing is I'm just taking my fingers and I'm dragging them like this on the scalp. And if you stick your fingers right in there, you're not going to mess their hair all up. I mean, I could really mess their hair up if I wanted to, but we don't want to do that. <laughs> and what really feels good is all up and around the ear. In this whole temple area here, if you can massage this whole area here, people will just like melt underneath you, <laughs> underneath your fingers. And a lot of tension is carried in the temporal area. Even when you chew your food, you use your temporalis muscle. See when you chew your gum, can you feel it? And a lot of people clench their teeth at night. So all night they're clenching and grinding. Can you imagine? And they wonder why they have headaches, right? Because a lot of that goes with headaches as well. So just a nice relaxation. So fix her hair, and then we'll come down, work on the neck just a little bit. As you work your way back down again, do a little bit of catwalk again. And then we do 
a little bit of tapote mint. Have you guys ever had that done? Very loose hands. And at first it might feel a little uncoordinated, but just keep doing it. It's almost like snapping with a towel. We want to keep it loose. We don't want to bang on their back, right? So we just do this. And say she's just gotten over a cold or she has bronchitis or congestion, what you can do too with the same motion, always using your wrists, are cupping your hands like this. You see that, how they're cupped? And you actually cup air in there and it can help to release some of the congestion in the lungs. So we have them do that and then we try to get them to breathe and cough after we've done this. These are for people who are congested. We never want to work on the spine or bang on the spine. We stay away from the spine. We can work right in the grooves. It feels great. This is the one place I'll use my thumbs, right in this area between the spine and the scapula. It's a small area on both sides, and a lot of people are tight here, and a lot of trigger points you'll see later on when we talk about that. All right, so I may spend a little bit of time doing that, but right along the spine, but the spine is right in between. I don't work on the spine, okay? So any questions? So once we've done this topotement, whether we do it cupping, if you've got big guys, you can use your fists real light, though. It's always real light and fast. And then we end with some nice nerve strokes. Just nice and easy, barely touching, just kind of dragging your fingers. Yes? You know what? A chair massage is limited. It's not going to be like a whole full body massage. But yes, you are still going to get those benefits. Increased serotonin levels, dopamine, even just a chair massage can do a lot for a person. And to calm them down, help them feel good, increase their circulation, absolutely. Not quite to the extent of a full body, but this is very helpful. All right, any other questions? Are you guys ready? What I would like for you to do is, it looks a little scrunchy. Maybe we can pull the chairs apart a little bit. You want your chair to be turned to the side so that people can get to your back. See, like this, if you turn your chair to the side and lean over like this, then they can get to their back. If you don't, this will be in the way. So if you can turn your chair to the side and pick a partner. So choose a partner, and you guys are gonna get to do this now. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www nadhealthsummit.com or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons please visit www.audioverse.org